Well, good morning and welcome to Guerrilla Discipleship. My name is Kevin Baker. I'm your host. And uh, I wanted to talk to you this morning about here, there, and everywhere. You know, Michelle and I have five kids. And uh, I can tell you, over the years of raising kids, there have been times where I thought, uh, as, um, as George did in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life, why did we have all these kids I mean, uh, you know, once you get over two, you got to play zone with your kids. And once you get to five, of course, uh, I don't know what it's like to be more than that, but it, it's just, there's just always something, right? There's something going on all the time. It can be exhausting, but it can be and is so often exhilarating. And um, to see them become ch- adults and, and to see them begin to live lives, uh, even even lives full of mistakes and struggles and disappointments is just a thrill. And let me just tell you, in order to have grandchildren, you got to have some children, right? And, uh, and I can tell you firsthand experience now, grandchildren are the best thing in the world. I don't know why we didn't just start with grandchildren. Well, I do know why. You can't start there. So it, it makes me think, of course, of, um, <clears throat> of disciple-making. That Because disciple-making is, in a sense, having spiritual children. Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, those things that Timothy had heard from Paul in the presence of many witnesses, that he was going to or, or needed to pass on to reliable people who could pass them on to others. There's Four generations right there, Paul to Timothy, Timothy to others, and those others to others even still. And I think, man, Lord, if you could give me the privilege of seeing my grandchildren, but even my great-grandchildren be born or my grandchildren grow up, what a joy and blessing and privilege that would be. And so in disciple-making, we are called by God to be parents, to to be willing to raise up another generation of folks who know what it means to love and follow and obey Jesus. And so I know of folks who, who uh, for a variety of reasons, can't have kids, right? They, they Or didn't have kids. They either couldn't have kids or they chose not to have kids. And, and I understand that. Uh, that's a personal choice and, and, um, and, and, uh, who am I to say why? And there's lots of reasons why. Some people who don't have kids ache and long to be able to have kids of their own, natural, biological kids. And then others have just chosen not to. But I, I keep thinking about why, why, what keeps us from having spiritual children? Why do so many, or, or is that a, an inaccurate assumption, why do so many not choose to be engaged in disciple-making in the church? Is it fear? It, it seems to me that a lot of us are afraid that we just don't know what's going to happen. We don't feel qualified. I can tell you as a parent, I never felt qualified. Goodness gracious, my wife and I uh, got pregnant when we were 25. I had never babysat a child in my life. I had no idea what this this child needed, and I relied on Michelle because I I was lost. But I think I've watched our kids as they've had kids, and there is really, in some respects, no instruction booklet, right? There's so many questions. They, these 
children feel so vulnerable. And I get it. That's perhaps why what we feel about disciple making is it's like, I don't know where to start. Get me to the place where I feel confident and comfortable and, and knowledgeable. Now, in my uncle used to say that if you waited until you were ready to have kids, you'd never have kids. And let me just put that in the realm of spiritual, uh, spiritual life and disciple making. If you wait until you're ready to be a disciple maker, you'll never be a disciple maker. We're never ready. God just chooses to launch us into this because he knows he can manage it all. He can, can control it all. He can raise us while he's raising, using us to raise other kids. That's what parenting is, right? I, my kids have raised me as I've worked to raise them. I've learned so much about myself, about life, about hurts, about disappointments, about pain and grief. I, all of that have, have been, many, in many ways, lessons that have come through parenting. So if you've been a part of this Guerrilla Disciple Making uh, podcast for a while, probably you're engaging in disciple making, but maybe not. Maybe you're just listening and maybe you're waiting to be ready. Can I tell you that God has made you ready already? If you know him, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you are automatically ready to be a disciple maker. And yes, you're going to grow through the process. You're going to, in fact, it's one of the ways that God matures us the best is as we pour into others. <clears throat> I learn the scriptures best while I'm trying to or as I'm trying to communicate them to others. And so disciple making doesn't require maturity. Disciple making actually <clears throat> brings about maturity. After all, the, the truth is it doesn't take a very mature person to have a kid. Biologically, our bodies are ready way before we are mature enough emotionally or spiritually to be moms or dads. But again, as I said, many of us didn't have any idea what we were getting into. We were still kids ourselves. I was, like I said, 25. I look back on that now and I think, oh my goodness, what I didn't know and how lost in some ways I, I really was. My kids have all had their kids in the middle of a pandemic. How do you get ready for that? There's no parenting class that was being taught about how to birth kids and raise kids in the middle of a global pandemic. They've had the, the sleepless nights, the anxiety, the worry of what's right, what's wrong, how to protect their kids, manage their own lives as well. And there's always going to be something. So I want to encourage you. That if you're looking to deepen your own relationship with God, if you're looking to grow spiritually, if you're looking to have the unbelievable joy of grandchildren, then you and I need to engage in disciple making today. Because God's going to use us. He doesn't ask us to have it all together. He doesn't ask us to. He didn't say to the, to the 11 disciples that he met on the mountain there in Matthew 28, you, you guys have everything right. You now know what's going on. And if you read through the book of Acts, you can see that if it hadn't been for the power of the Holy Spirit, not one single thing would have gotten done. The book of Acts is really the story of the Spirit of God using ordinary men and women to build the kingdom of God. So God wants us, just as we are, ordinary men and women, to rely on, trust in, and be led by His Spirit as we just simply obey him 
in making disciples. As and, and here's the thing, you know, when I became a parent, what I realized is you never are not a parent. <laughs> I mean, even when we would, you know, early on <clears throat> leave our kids with maybe my parents and just want a day away, just want an evening out. Well, it's impossible not to be thinking about your kids. I mean, glimmering moments, but even, even part of what would happen is we would go to dinner and we would be sitting there enjoying dinner and here's some, eventually some one of us would say something like this, boy, it's nice to have a meal without the kids. So the kids were on our minds. We were realizing how different our life was without having the kids around us. And so I remember once uh, in our, on our 20th anniversary, I took, we went on our honeymoon to Aruba. I wanted to take Michelle, surprise her and take her back to Aruba. And I planned out uh, a surprise 10 day trip back to Aruba for us on our 20th anniversary. It was wonderful. We got there, we were enjoying it. Can I tell you every single day, every single day of that trip, we basically said, I wish the kids were here. I wish the kids could see this beauty. I wish we could have the kids here to play in the water with them and to experience some of this, this stuff. In fact, by the end of that 10 days, I made a commitment <clears throat> that we would never take another vacation while our kids were young that long away from them. It was too hard for us. I missed them so much and I wanted to enjoy life with them. I wanted to see life and the joy and the beauty of that island through their eyes. And my life was gonna be enhanced. It was, would have been enhanced by having them there. A few years ago, I think about eight now, uh, Oakdale gave us the privilege of having a sabbatical and we took a month with our two youngest kids. The three were already married and, and gone, uh, out, out living their own lives. But we took the two youngest kids on this trip, we we basically drove cross country. We didn't quite make it to, to the West Coast, but we got out to Las Vegas and then we turned north and came back. It was a wonderful trip. Like, for me, a life-changing trip. And I got to know my kids, my two youngest kids, so much better on that trip. I saw who they were outside of the hustle and bustle of trying to get homework done and all the other things. I actually got to see who they were as persons as we just rode together and experienced the, the beauty of our country together. Here's the thing, I'm so glad they were with us. I would have enjoyed it with just Michelle, but it was so much better to make memories with our kids. There, I, there are so many fun and, and just unbelievable, uh, overjoying moments. Uh, I don't even know if that's a word, but, but moments of great joy that were enhanced because our kids were there and they found it funny or they wouldn't come out of the car at, at a great spot. And so we, we even today look back and laugh about how, yep, here we were at the, at the um, uh, beautiful moment of this and our kids wouldn't get out of the car. And it just was, it was just wonderful, just wonderful. And so I, I'm, I'm thinking about those of, of uh, us in the church and how many people in the church are going to grow older, maybe even finish their life and never have the joy of being a disciple maker, of having spiritual kids that you get to raise and pour into and pray over and agonize with. And then maybe even to see spiritual grandchildren as the person that you've been discipling begins to disciple someone else. And now they're coming to you and saying, oh man, help me with this. How did you, I remember when you talked to me about this, but 
man, I'm confronted with a whole new situation here. And it's a joy when my grandkids come over. They're young still, but my oldest grandchild is three, almost four, coming coming into three and a half, uh, I guess, really. And I think, uh, you know, she now can run to me. She says my name. She likes to spend time with me. I think the others do too. But man, just having a conversation with my son and daughter-in-law about what their kids are experiencing, having their kids come over and say, Grandpa, isn't it amazing? Wouldn't it be great to go to church on a Sunday and to have your spiritual children greet you? Or maybe even your spiritual grandchildren say, hey, man, that's so good. I was hoping you were going to be here today. You know, we're so many of us in the church missing out on the greatest joy. And the, and the disciple-making journey deepens us. Again, as I said, growing my kids and raising my kids actually formed me into the man that I am in many ways. Yes, I poured into them, but they poured into me. They challenged me. They taught me life because I had to see it from a different point of view through their eyes. And the world, of course, is constantly changing. So I want to encourage all of you. I thank you so much for being a part of guerrilla disciple making. But I'm asking you, if you're just watching and you're really not engaging, to get engaged with making disciples, to become a spiritual parent so that you can become a spiritual grandparent and see the joy and grow in the grace that God has for each one of us. We have been invited into one of the biggest and greatest adventures. So many of us think, well, I've got to become spiritually mature first. Well, let me just tell you, if you know Jesus, then you can tell someone else your story. You can be a witness to how you came to know and follow Jesus. And that's enough sometimes for God to, by the power of his spirit, use our simple stories and our lives full of mistakes and problems. There's no perfect parents. And there's no perfect spiritual appearance. And there's no perfect disciple maker other than Jesus himself. We muddle through in the power of the spirit. We, we get confused and we plead with God to use us. We, we allow the Lord to lead us, to guide us. We repent where it's necessary. We ask for forgiveness and make amends when we've done the wrong thing, just like parents do. I've made so many mistakes as a parent. And yet my kids are so forgiving. And they've seen life, I think, so much richer through the mistakes that that Michelle and I've made, that our parenting has made. They understand it. And and that's just just the way life is, because there's never going to be a time when we're all perfected enough to now finally make disciples. We, We just get into the journey for the same reason that we do almost everything in life, obedience to the one who rescued us from sin, obedience to the one who loves us and demonstrated his love for us in such powerful ways, obedience to the one who's called us into a partnership in building his kingdom in the world. There are so many around us that are spiritually hungry. So many people around us need the community of the church. They need to understand what it's like to be mentored and loved and apprenticed in the ways of Jesus. 
Now, all God's asking is for us to say yes. All God's asking is, will you make yourself available? Will it take time out of your schedule? Of course it will. Parenting changed everything, right? Here's the thing. Married people without kids have more in common with single people than they do with married people and kids because kids change everything. So as you begin to become a spiritual parent, or if you already are, as you become more and more um, used of God to, to raise up other disciples who are going to raise up other disciples, yes, they're going to want a piece of your time. They're going to call you. But let me just tell you, in your old age, when you and I begin to really, well, slow way, way down, our spiritual kids and our spiritual grandkids are going to be the joy and the blessing of our years. They're going to talk to us and pray for us and check on us because that's what kids and grandkids do. At least kids and grandkids that have been loved and nurtured in a healthy way. So I'm asking you to, to be willing even today to just do this one simple thing, to say something like this to the Lord at the end of our time here. Hey God, I want to be a disciple maker. I want to be obedient to what you're calling me to do. I don't feel ready. Just tell him you don't feel ready. But begin to pray for those around you. Begin to walk in a community, your community, in prayer uh, and pray over all the houses there. And when somebody asks you what you're doing or they come out to greet you, ask them how you can pray for them. Just say, boy, I'm prayer walking over our neighborhood. Wonder how I could pray for you. Watch what God's going to do as you begin to just be spiritually obvious because the Spirit of God wants to use you. I know, hard to believe, right? All of your flaws and imperfections, all of the questions and doubts that you have, the Spirit of God is going to use you to give birth to others who are going to follow Jesus, who are going to help others follow Jesus who are going to help others follow Jesus. And the world will become the kingdom of our God. And joy and peace will reign in families, in communities, through transformed lives, because we were willing to just say a simple prayer today. Jesus, I'm ready. Use me to make disciples who make disciples. Thanks so much for being a part of Guerrilla Disciple Making. Thank you for just tuning in. Again, uh, pass this on to someone. Just see what they have to say. We're trying to be as helpful as we can to as many as we can. And if there's any way that we can bless you, any resource, any question, then just give me uh, uh, an email, kbaker at oakdale.church. Hope to hear from you. Bless you. And we'll see you next week.